What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is September 14th, 2021. You're listening to The Scoreboard, brought to you by Anchor, a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and your arcade, Ryan K. coming back from vacation. How are you doing, my man? Doing alright, man. Um, you enjoy yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed the downtime. Uh, you know... It was much but, needed. Yeah, it was, for sure. Uh, you know, just trying to see people here and there when I can. Hang out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, get into interesting things when I can. You know, just... Um, I'm supposed to be going to a concert in a month. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Coheed? Uh, no, I'm not going to that show. Um, yeah, yeah, well, my bad. Coheed's this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Coheed and Cambria fans. I forgot where the hell it's at. It's at it, Raleigh. Yeah. Um, yeah like, that's yeah. the Raleigh show. Um, I'm probably... I, I, Now that my sister doesn't live in Raleigh anymore, I have very little desire to go to, Raleigh. Go to the four and a half hour. Raleigh's a great place, but just that four and a half hour drive is... I do not... I will say I do not miss that. From, from your place? Yeah. Dude, it's about four hours from my place. Yeah. Well, you're you're further up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that thirty minutes matters. Yeah. You know, so it take because it takes about thirty minutes to get from here to your place. So you know about well my old place. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you're further up, and you get on eighty five up further up. So, yeah. Because that's part. That's one of the biggest parts of the trip. Getting on eighty five north. You go up to Charlotte, and then you hurt well, eastward. Actually, it's a straight shot where I go because usually I go for the Gal- Raleigh Galaxy Con. I don't even have to go through Charlotte. Oh, word. Yeah, I like. You I, just go straight to like High Point and stuff. Yeah, yeah. See, because whenever, whenever I go to Huntersville, I don't have to go through Charlotte. 
Because I was in Charlotte this weekend, please believe me, watching the Jets lose to the Carolina Panthers and getting out that place is a bitch. Oh, yeah. God, it's terrible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've heard about it, but having to witness that, like, oh, man, this is trash. Oh, yeah. I would, I, I like, dude, if I was smart, I would have been like, yo, let's probably go get something to eat. Yeah, y'all. And then, then, yeah. then waited. That's what y'all should have done for sure. My, I have a friend who parks at the uh, NASCAR museum garage. That's where he parks. You can get at it pretty easy. Yeah. So, uh, and yes, there is a NASCAR museum in Charlotte, Lamouth. Oh, snap. The NASCAR fanball. We got to go, Debbie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, uh, we got to see Dale. Yeah. <laughs> got to do it for Dale. <laughs> Fucking, uh, but yeah, no. So they uh, they absolutely have a NASCAR museum. But there's a nice, it's a good parking garage, and you can get out of it fairly easy. But uh, but yeah, no, you you could have went and hit up Bad Daddy Burgers or something. Yeah, and huh. just chilled for that, a little that's, while. That's probably what we should have done. I like, but like you know, shout out. But on that note, shout out to Carolina Panther fans. You guys are cool. You know what I'm saying? Nothing but hospitality. Whenever Jets fans came into your stadium, it was a good time. I like you know, even though we were get, even though we lost, it was still a great time. One of my, probably one of the best experience I've had watching a football game because the seats we had were killer. I didn't show you the uh, the uh, the uh, the seats uh, that we had. Them them shits were fire. We was like, we were like, we was like in that, you know that first row like behind the bench. Yeah. That that big row. Like, we were, like, right Oh, so there. y'all are near the field? Yeah. Oh, dude, I bet y'all, y'all could hear how hard the motherfuckers hit each other, too. Yeah. My dad talked about because I've never been that close to the field. Yeah. My boys got season tickets. They're a little bit more up top. My boy said, my my dad said, like, bro, that shit is crazy how hard the motherfuckers yeah. hit each other. Dude, I actually got a picture on the field, too. Shout out to the young lady that allowed me to do it. I forgot her name, but I know she was hot. So, you know, shout out to her. I, I forgot to show you, like, them pictures. I like, you know, but we'll do that, like, you know, off the uh, off script. But Carolina Panther fans, you guys are great. I'm like, you know, nothing but love for you guys. Good luck to you guys in the future. In yeah. the future. Got nothing but love and respect. I will be at Bank of be back at Bank of America Stadium. Well, like whether it's just to catch a Panther game or something, you know what I'm saying? Because I love being around those people. They they're not they're nothing but class acts. I love them. I love yeah. them. I like no, nothing but love around here. You know what I'm saying? For me being a Jets fan. So like, you know, good 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 show on you guys. But we have an awesome show for you guys today. We got your listener questions. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be talking. To the dismay of the arcade, we're going to be talking about Max Scherzer because I seen something, an article about him on ESPN. I figured we should talk about it because I found it very interesting. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be talking about the rookie quarterbacks. But first, we we had three primetime games. We had the defending Super Bowl champions and the Dallas Cowboys, you know, in a a thriller of a game. What a way to start off the NFL season by having the GOAT like, you know, Tom Brady and the Cowboys uh, duking it out. Man, Dak Prescott's the shit. Like, bro, I've been saying it on the show forever. I've been saying that for a while. That dude came out, balled out again. He's ridiculous. He's good. He's really good. I tell people this all the time. The only reason Dak Prescott gets flack is because that motherfucker has a star on his helmet. If he was doing this anywhere else, he would he would be praised. Yeah, he's ridiculous. You know, he's he's stupid good. Like, and he's like, fun it, to watch. And, like, and you can't even give me the Ezekiel Elliott shit because Zeke didn't do shit. And when Dak was out last year, Zeke ain't do shit there, uh, last year either. So that narrative to me is dead. Yeah, I ain't trying to listen to all I that shit. I ain't either. trying to listen to that shit. 
like I said, man, Dak Prescott's the fucking truth. Now, you know, Amari Cooper, also, Amari Cooper said said this then in the offseason. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm trying to, he goes, I'm trying to prove that I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL this season. And I tell you, he had a hell of a start. Yes. What was that, like two touchdowns he caught or three? Yes. I like and people and like Amari Cooper, Cooper gives a bad rap because of how shit ended in uh, Oakland. Oakland, and then really that wasn't his fault. They just John Gruden just didn't want to pay him. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like that he, had nothing to do with anything except John Gruden didn't want to pay him. I mean, the dude showed up and immediately has been putting up monster numbers every season. And, and, and it's crazy. I like he's another person because he wears a Dallas Cowboy helmet that nobody thinks of him as highly as they should. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper is one of the, at, looking at receivers, Amari Cooper is probably one of the best route runners in the game. If yeah. not the best, he's top five. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's He runs great routes. He's got great hands. Like, he's got good speed. He's just, he's good. I like Ryan. He's I, fucking good. I, I, I figured that out, like, because I watched some of Hard Knocks and, like, just <sighs> just how he goes about, do i like, yo, i like, it's amazing to watch. That it's dude, why, I, I, I'll tell you, man, because, like, he, another reason why Amari Cooper gets a lot of flack is because of how quiet he is. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, man, it's like, bro, not every wide receiver got to be a diva, man. Not everybody got to be Terrell Owens or An- Antonio Brown or Randy Moss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't. Or like, and, 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 and there's levels to even yeah. that. Yeah. You know, like, some of those dudes are more mouthy than even others. Yeah. Like, the, some divas are more divas than the divas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, even that has levels. But then there are dudes like Amari Cooper that, that don't talk. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to. They just go out there. They do their they do their dirty work. Yeah. They out here trying to get I, better at their craft. And I they just out here. And they just quietly are monsters. And, and the thing is, like, you know, he... He goes about his business the way, same way DeAndre Hopkins does, but he's not as flashy as DeAndre. He's not making no. the type of plays that Nuke is making, but doesn't yeah. mean that he's not as good. Right, exactly. Like Amari Cooper's sick. Because my thing is, I was talking to somebody because he was uh, somebody was sitting there telling me he was sitting there saying that Amari Cooper was sitting here saying that he's the best wide receiver in the league. I like one, you have to think that way because if you don't, you're not going to last long. And people brings up DeAndre Hopkins, and I love me DeAndre Hopkins, but let's not act like that's like a fucking landslide. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I said, I don't mind Nuke. I don't mind somebody saying Nuke's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I really don't. I really Cause, don't because he's a fuck. He's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal talent. He he fucking he goes up. He mosses people. Yeah, all the time. Dude, he made when the Cardinals were playing the Titans. Yeah, there was a catch he made in the back of the end zone, which weirdly enough, while it was a spectacular catch, it was a better throw. Yeah, like that Kyler Murray made. But my God, like Newton, you know, Nuke goes up and just back in the end zone, just skies, grabs the ball. Like he's. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Oh. But but the thing is, you know, Amari, like you said, it's not just a landslide that he's the best receiver in NFL. Yeah. It really ain't. You or, know? or, like, it's not a landslide, like, you know, that Nuke is that much better than him. No. You know not. what I'm saying? Because I tell people all the time, if you're going to sit here and tell me that with a straight face, you don't watch a lot of Cowboy games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because the thing is, like... And even then, you you don't even have to watch Cowboy games. You could have watched Raider games and be like, there's something here. Amari Cooper is the shit. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, he was like that when he was at fucking Alabama. He's just, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's just, still like that. He's always been like that. Just so. quietly been about his work, and he get he gets his shit done, and he's just, he out here, and he puts up numbers. I got to ask a question, though. What's that? What's up? I know I know Tom Brady uh, threw, threw about two picks, and granted, it's the first game of the season. I like... There was 
no run game. Was, I, I gotta say the big the big thing. They both were having to throw the ball a bunch. They both had turnovers in that game. So, but what were you gonna say? I like. How old is Tom Brady? Forty four. Seven hundred and twelve years old. Seven hundred and twelve years old. Okay, so, so seven hundred and twelve year old Tom Brady. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, with all the talent and everything. Is this man ever going to hit a cliff? Is there? Is, are we going to see that moment where you're like, man, Tom Brady's looking old? Or it'll we, happen. We, we had it'll that with happen. Drew Brees. Like, it'll happen. It'll happen. It's already happening slightly. Like the thing is, it's like he won a Super Bowl and coming down that the stretch, loaded. He won a Super Bowl last year and that team's loaded. And coming down the stretch, he was really good. Last year. The year, the last year he was with the Patriots, they didn't have nothing. Yeah, and he was still putting up numbers, but like he didn't really look great there either. And he had some old man games last year. The dude forgot what fucking down it was one game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's happening. It's gonna, boy, it's going to be a long process. Mm-hmm. He is going to go. You know, you know they talk about that pl- that play that uh, poem rather. Uh, Do not go gently into that good night. <laughs> Ain't nothing gentle about the way Tom Brady's gonna go into retirement. Yeah. He is going to kick and wail and scream and rail against that as hard as he can for as long as he can. His death on the football field will be a long, ugly affair. <laughs> it will take a long it'll it it'll be a long drawn out thing. And it's not like that I'm that I'm wishing this uh, uh, upon. I'm like you know, so Tom Brady fans and Buck fans, chill out. But the guy is 44 years old. Yeah, he's old as shit. He's old as hell. I like, it's gonna happen. And it's like, and you know, we say the same shit every year. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And like, you know, how, yeah, how many years can we keep saying that? And it's like, well, it's admirable for the last fucking five years. His career should have been over. Yeah. And the fact that he's managed to thwart father time for maybe longer than anyone ever has in the history of ever is impressive. Yeah. It's really impressive. You know, he's he's a he's a specimen. And he's done really well. And he's put in the work I like and yeah. and that's to be commended. But at the same time At the same time, it really is a thing. It's just it's not gonna happen forever. It's just not like, and and you guys cash in on your Super Bowl, so yeah. Whenever you have a player of that caliber, job well done. Yeah, of course. Just, anything else is just extra. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so on Sunday we had um, the Bears. We had, oof, yeah, big yikes. Listen, <laughs> listen, hold up. Whenever, whenever the RK says listen, I like he's about to. Let me be quiet because anytime he says that. I like, he's about to speak some truth. He's about to lay some bombs. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all motherfuckers need to be real goddamn scared of the Rams. Yeah. And I've been saying that. I Listen, I know Matthew Stafford's career against winning teams is terrible. Like, his career numbers against winning teams are terrible. But his team's trash, though. And his teams are terrible. And I'm not going to act like that that was all all the teams. Sometimes it was him, mm-hmm. especially early in his career. He would he made some stupid ass fucking decisions uh-huh. and he made some bad throws. But I'm going to tell you something. That Rams that Rams offense looked 
real different with him. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have, they don't have a consistent running game. You know, fucking Agers ain't nowhere to be seen, dog. Oh, Matthew Stafford's never had a consistent yeah, yeah, that's what I'm game. saying. Henderson's all right. That's old hat to him. But, you know, he's got a good O-line, and he's got some studs out there. Yeah. He's got Jared Cook. He's got Robert Woods. Cooper he's Cup. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got weapons. And, you know, that's no disrespect to Galladay and, you know, Marvin Jones and them cats. Mm-hmm. But Sean McVay wasn't coaching them mm-hmm. either. Sean McVay is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Such a good fucking... Offensive mind. Such a smart, offensive-minded coach. I, I'm so happy about this, Ryan, because you, you've been on the show a long time. Uh, and I've always advocated for Matthew St- I've Same. always defended Matthew Stafford, saying, like, dude's a great quarterback. He was just washed, wasting away in, uh, in Detroit. Detroit. Detroit wasted his career Yeah, for the most part. The thing is, for me, I, you know, for me, I watched the way this guy has gone about his business. We had to see the motherfucker twice a year. Yeah. I know what he's capable of. I cannot tell you how many fourth quarter drives he would <laughs> hoe us on. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, he just put his team in field. I remember... I remember one year he put he put his team in field goal position in 20 seconds for Matt Prater to beat us. It was like 20 seconds. They had no damn reason to beat us in that game, but <laughs> Matthew Stafford said, the fuck you say? <laughs> and he can still sling that motherfucker deep. Yeah. And he's accurate, and he's pretty fucking good still. I like, I've all, he is 34. I don't know, like 32, 33. He's about, dude, if he plays this smart, you still got four more good years of prime Matthew Stafford. What's crazy scary about that, too, is we won't even have seen the best that he's capable. This is the year. Yeah. That we actually might could see what Matthew Stafford could have been his whole career. Yeah. I'm telling you, if I'm in the NFC West, or if I'm. Honestly, any team playing them this season, yeah, I would be scared shitless. Because mm-hmm. you still have, and I'm gonna tell you, he has his mediocre tendencies still some. But boy, that arm when you still when you can be able to score points like that, and you still have the most dominating player in the game, and Aaron Donald leading that defense. Oh my, that's the thing, man. He's never played with an elite defense either. I'll tell and you, Jalen Ramsey. I'll tell you, man. That Rams defense stifling. It's awful. Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> it's awful. This is awful. <laughs> I watched that. I, awful as in it's good. <laughs> yeah. Dude. People going to be in hell playing yeah. them. Because like, oh, that's cute. Well, Matthew Stafford being real mediocre. I promise you Matthew Stafford's mediocre is still better than anything Jared Goff's ever done. Yeah. He, Matt, Fuck out of here. Matthew Stafford's. Uh, mediocre is better than Jared Goff's elite. Exactly. The fuck are we talking about here? And you got Jalen Ramsey had Allen Robinson in hell Sunday. Jalen Ramsey is going to have a lot of basically 95% of receivers in hell. Yeah, like he's just he's he's a fucking asshole, but he's elite at what he does. And I gotta tell you man, it ain't just him. Like you said, you got Aaron Donald. Mm Mm-hmm. Shit! I like you think you think you're gonna be running on them. I like because Aaron Donald by himself demands a double team. 
And sometimes a triple team. Sometimes a triple team. And his ass goes where his ass goes wherever he wants on the line. Mm-hmm. He he's like, yeah, I'll go to the edge. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Wherever they need him to be, where they can exploit a mismatch, that's where he's gonna be. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he's doing. Fucking, it's. I remember like the, <laughs> only, the only time like, and he's smart about it too, because I remember they were playing the Colts one time. And he lined up against everybody except Quentin Nelson, because I believe Quentin Nelson is probably one of the few offensive linemen. And there's there's a short list that could probably not to say that he will win, but if Aaron Donald was lined up against Quentin Nelson, me as a quarterback, I would feel I would feel somewhat confident with that. I'd feel that, okay about I'd it. I feel okay. I'd feel okay about that. I'd feel like Quentin could win half of it. That, that's what I'm. And and and, and as a as your quarterback, that's all you want. But I feel confident, confident with that. I'd much rather have Quentin Nelson than like an asshole like Greg Van Roten. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> so you know, I'm telling you, man. Speaking of which, interesting anecdotal thing: um, the NFC West and the AFC West are all four and Interesting anecdotal thing that occurred: mm-hmm. none of them played each other, and they all got wins. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a very interesting little anecdotal thing. Uh, to come out of this game as well, mm-hmm. um, we got we got to see Justin Fields. We'll be talking about that later. Um, but yeah, Andy Dalton got put in timeout, <laughs> which is to be expected. The Red Rocket once again looked more like the Red Rider BB gun. Who the hell calls him the Red? Well, it's the Red Rifle. I called him the Red Rocket, and then I <laughs> Who changed. Who the hell the... calls him the Red Rifle? <laughs> that was one of his nicknames back when he was first in the league. Okay, with Cincinnati, he's the I've Red never... Rifle. No, this... I called him the Red Rocket, which is a dog boner, and then I changed that to the Red Rider BB gun, like Holy JJ shit. Watt. Like this JJ was... Watt said that about him. That's a first. I've never heard that. Yeah, and that's crazy because I've been. The more, yeah. the more you fucking know. But, but yeah. So yeah, that game. Uh, the Bears just didn't have a fucking chance. But then the Monday game, dude, that shit was crazy. Lit. That shit was crazy, bro. Fucking, the Raiders should not have won this game. Mm-hmm. There's no damn good reason they should have won I, that. I game. had a feeling they were gonna win. Um. The Ravens were decimated with injuries. Well, I do. Oh yeah, they're going to be miserable all year. Dude, they lose their whole running back committee and they lose their best corner, Marcus Peters. Well, the, but, but that, well, they didn't lose their their best corner is Marlon Humphrey. Oh yeah, Marlon Humphrey's a stud. Like you lose your number two corner, who's a very turnover heavy, you know. But on most teams, Marcus Peters is going to be a one. Oh yeah, CB1. for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he's very he's good enough to be absolutely, but uh. You know, again, man, I I just the Ravens are just decimated, like mm-hmm. you said, and they're gonna have a tough time this year. They um, the Raiders just covered up Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. which hurt me because I have him in fantasy, <laughs> and fucking I need him to like score ten for me to win, and that didn't happen. Uh, I like how that rhyme. Yeah, yeah, I need ten to win, and he he uh he shit the bed. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, my, my, my thing coming out from this game, Ryan, is I see a lot of ESPN people, and I just hear people talking. <sighs> when are we going to start putting respect on Lamar Jackson's name? I'm I'm, ti- I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of the fucking. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the fucking narrative about how he can't do this, that, and the third. He can do a lot. I got to tell I, you, bro. I like the man's a fucking league MVP. He's a freak. 
They talk, about, they, they talk about he can't go through. They try to play him in the middle of the broadcast, like this is what we wanted to see from him, like blah 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 blah. blah. Like this, is, it's like, dude, he's been doing like he went through a progressions and like got to his third read and zipped a laser to like Hollywood Brown, and it was like or somebody, and it's like he's been doing this the whole. What are you talking about? What the hell do you want from this kid? Like he's I was I was talking to somebody. Silly. It's I was silly. Talking, I was talking to somebody. I like, all right, like we're in year four of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So you go to the playoffs, I think they went to the playoffs every year, right? They've been in the playoffs every year. Yeah. Every year. And in within that three years being the playoffs, your quarterback wins league league MVP. What the fuck are you complaining about? And it's not even Ravens fans. Ravens fans know what's up. Yeah. But I'm talking about these pundits, pundits and these, these analysts, and these people they that silly. the people that want to hate on Lamar Jackson. Look, he's not he's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers because whenever you have an organization Aaron Rodgers didn't look like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he didn't. But uh, he looked like a bum. <laughs> bum. <You're a> bum. <laughs> uh, but, but whenever you have a we have an organization that's builds around your quarterback, you can be able to do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Cam Newton effect, you know. And Cam Newton could still be effective if he had if he hadn't taken so many injuries. So I'm just figuring out like that. There's more than one way to win in the NFL and this guy has proved it time and time again and if it wasn't for him this game wouldn't have been as close as it was because Lamar Jackson was the best player like on the field well for the Ravens most certainly because he had to carry the passing game and the running game because they couldn't run the fucking ball right Right, and he, and he and he ain't he made a ridiculous play. We made three Raider Raider uh, defenders miss while he uh, and he on his route to throw a touchdown pass. I like I'm sitting here looking. Yeah, that was at that, it. that was that pass he threw to Marcus Brown in the back of yeah. uh, in the back of the fucking yeah. God, that was a crazy play. And I'm just sitting here looking looking. I like what the hell else do you want from him? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like Stephen A. Smith saying, like, I can't consider him an elite quarterback. I like, you know, until like he can be an elite thrower of the football. I was like, oh, really? I like, I'm pretty sure people were saying Cam Newton was an elite quarterback the year. Like, he won MVP and won and led the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl. I like, my, my thing is, y'all be wanting these guys to be. Brett, not even Brett Favre. Y'all want to be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and, and on a smaller scale Patrick Mahomes and that's great but you don't not everybody can be that and that's not the only way you can win right right and John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens know that which is why they built this team around him yeah exactly I mean and the thing is like I said like watching this game like Lamar Jackson fumbled a couple times but like that's gonna happen when you have to carry the ball as much as he do yeah it was silly man like I said like the Raiders had a awful time moving the ball early in that game. Mm-hmm. And they made some adjustments, and Derek Carr finally got his head out of his ass. Um, they, man, they throw, they throw to Darren Waller entirely too much. Yeah. And it was crazy that they started moving the ball late in the game when they, st- like, Grant, Darren Waller is a top three tight end, probably. Yeah, he's great. You know, um, Top five at worst. Like mm-hmm. he's unbelievable. He's stupid good. You know, like I like. Ironically enough, he used to be a part of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, he's he's a freak. But uh, you know, and he's 
really rounding out into his best football. Mm-hmm. Like, the last couple of seasons, he's been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, again, just watching the way that, like, uh, you know, just watching the way that they're, you know, doing their offense early in this game was frustrating. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah. And then, you know. Well, we're spreading the ball out. Yeah, and then they got into that a little bit later, you know. That Brian Edwards was the reason they won that game on that last drive, you know. Um, he just took over, and yeah. you know they got a con- they got a contribution from Rugs late, like somewhat, because again they started spreading the ball around. It's like, dude, okay, like you threw to Waller sixteen times, like that's cool, and he caught like nine of them, that's cool, but like, when dude, you throw the ball to some other people, he's not gonna always be open. I, Fuck, especially when you have a burner like Henry Ruggs that can just take the top off on a defense. Yep, I like it. I don't know. I don't know what John Gruden was doing. Well, Ruggs wasn't doing a great job of creating separation in yeah. that game. Marlon Humphrey had... Him in hell. And Marlon Humphrey had everyone in hell. It was like, you, like whoever Marlon Humphrey was guarding was having a bad time. <laughs> like, on whatever play. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was a third down where they had Hunter Renfro, and Marlon Humphrey went and guarded him because, you know, that, that old third and Renfro thing. Yeah. Fuck, Marlon Humphrey was like, nah, son. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Go throw somewhere else. You know? I don't even remember if they converted that play or not. But, like I said, it's it's a, it's a real goddamn trip. You know? Like, they started spreading the ball around. And, again, like, the Ravens just... It caught up with them. Like, Tyson Williams is all right. Yeah. But just them not having weapons. Their other two receivers are out. You know, mm-hmm. with fucking yeah, Sammy Watkins had an impact on that offense yeah. though. But not having the other two receivers that they went and got, mm-hmm. you know, that that was a big problem for them. Uh, you know, they keyed in on Andrews like crazy. Mm-hmm. So you know, Brown, you know, Brown did a pretty good job. But again, this offense is catered around the run game. Mm-hmm. And, and they, can't do, they can't do it as consistently as they'd want. So that's a problem, too. And I think that has to do with the running backs not knowing the system. I like, mm-hmm. This is like all last-minute acquisitions. So. Yeah, you got like you got Taysom Williams, and who's been with the team for a year, and he was there. Devontae reason. Freeman, Latavius Murray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, Latavius Murray's out here, and freaking they went and signed Le'Veon Bell. Like it's fucking, squad. it's crazy, you know. Which again, Le'Veon Bell is gonna be playing pretty soon, I'm sure. You know. Yeah, because hopefully he have a chip on his shoulder because whenever he's right, he's he's a threat in a passing game and a running game. Oh yeah, for he sure. He was just misused. I like he was misused by us, and he wasn't used at all in um in Kansas City. I like must it must to his dismay, but I feel like. I feel like he's he's got some decent football left in him, so hopefully he can make some noise with this Ravens offense. Right. Because I feel like if they can get him going and he can do a little bit of something, I feel like that's going to open up everything else. Right. Exactly. You know. So I, I don't. So like, there's no moral victories in like in football, but if I'm a Ravens fan, considering everything. I'm, like you didn't have CB two, or like Marcus Peters was out, and like you know your running game was pretty much non-existent because everybody got hurt and torn ACLs, and you mm-hmm. were still able to put up a competitive game. I'll, I'll take that. I will say uh, Max Crosby had he was going against Andrew Villanueva at right tackle, and he man he was getting his ass tore up. Yeah, 
you know so that that was kind of a thing mm-hmm. so you know like they they were they had some problems when when Max Crosby started whipping at like that Ngakwe and Max Crosby combination that yeah. they have on the edge in in Oakland's pretty nat or Las Vegas sorry it's pretty nasty yeah so um there was one other thing I was going to bring up. I, while uh, this game was entertaining, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Chiefs-Browns game. Mm-hmm. The Browns are fucking legit. Mm-hmm. They're legit legit, too. And y'all better watch out for them this season. Yeah. So that that's just one last thing I had to say. Most definitely. Uh, coming up next, uh, a lot of the a lot of the um, rookie quarterbacks were in action over the weekend. Well, we're going to give our opinions on like who did what and, like, and who we're impressed by. Also, with our first quote of the week in about a month. So you guys keep it locked on the scoreboard on Anchor. I was sick and tired of having terrible dates. I've tried other dating websites before and could never find a match. Honestly, I was about to give up. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever find him. Well, with GiveUpAndSettle.com, that can all end today. Hands down the best dates I ever had. They sent me more matches than I could ever need. They showed me the way, and I finally found him. Here at GiveUpAndSettle.com, we believe there's someone in the world that is perfect for you, and we're here to help you get over the fact that you're never going to meet that person. We hate each other so much. I can't even look at him because I hate his face. We're not even gay. And we both are. With our highly advanced matchmaking system known as the Personality Aptitude Placement Enrollment Research by Algorithmic Groupings, also known as Papier Bog, we will find you a near-to-perfect match within seconds. I searched gamer and girl and got a 50% match. I hate snakes, but I did ask for a man that was charming. I was always into the shy and quiet type, and that's exactly what I got. I type in how smart, successful, good-looking I am on other dating sites and still never found a match. First try on GiveUpAndSettle.com. Perfect match. I typed in black girls as my preference, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the best speller. So I wasn't surprised when I showed up to my first date and saw nothing but a black grill. I'm not picky, I just asked for the hottest match they could find. Our love will continue to burn brighter than it. Nothing wrong with black match. She's still smoking. Ha! People used to tell me there should be violins playing for me at all times because I was such a sad person. That's why I went on to give up and settle and ask for someone cheerful, optimistic, violin-free. Almost a perfect match. I got a chair full of domestic violence for me. Close enough. We all know there's a lot of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of people on land. You don't have to resort to fish yet. Just sign up to GiveUpAndSettle.com and find the settling soulmate you never even knew you wanted. We promise you, you will not regret it unless you do. It's completely free, money back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Sign up, give it a try. You might get a virus. GiveUpAndSettle.com, we'll see you there. See for yourself and find your perfect match today. It's fast, it's fun, it's not a real site. GiveUpAndSettle.com. So thank you guys again so much for watching. If you want to see last week's video, click the one on the left. If you want to see bloopers and behind the scenes, click the one on the right. And if you want to go to giveupandsettle.com, click the one on the bottom and find your perfect match today. Day, 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 day. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was. But then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife's ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff.
it straight to DVD just like yours. <laughs> but it was lit, baby! What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by Nobody. Because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and The Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's that time. It's our first quote of the week since we came back from vacation. And already, The Arcade has chosen violence. Yes. So we're going to let him go last. But I'm going to go first. And my, my quote comes from my man, Richard Cooper. And he says, which as his ad on Twitter is, at rich underscore cooper and he says don't wait to your deathbed to tell people how you feel tell them the fuck off now i like that i like that that's strong that's a strong statement um yeah i, I can i can support that, <laughs> I can support that. fuck it uh, my quote, quote of the week goes to this random person on twitter i i do not know who this is because i just stumbled across this as a screen cap mm-hmm so some some reckless motherfucker posted this on 9-11. Ooh. So yeah, you already know it's about to be nasty. Yeah, it's about to be nasty. Dude said fucking a girl at 8.46 a.m. And then fucking her twin sister at 9.03 a.m. In honor of the Twin Towers getting hit. Ooh. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> should, that is the worst. worst. Like I was like I, I saw that and I was like man y'all y'all wild out here bro y'all just really be saying anything y'all be say anything <laughs> so that had me fucked up oh man and I'm pretty sure, you know what so, you know what speaking of that before we get into this story mother before we get into this segment funny ass story no wait a minute. I'm gonna let that be a thug life moment. Let's be make that be a thug life moment. I'll have two of them. So, right. so we will save that. But it's been an exciting weekend this past weekend because we got to see all like all the rookie quarterbacks get some kind of action. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like some got to play more than others. So Ryan, I like I, I <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just sitting there looking at the TV, guys. I like who because I know a lot of people were sitting there talking about who was more impressive, but and all this, that, and the third, and everybody has their different reasons as to why which rookie quarterback was impressive. But we're not them. So who, I'm asking you, who looked impressed, the most impressive to you this weekend? Okay, so as far as the rookie quarterback. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down first and foremost. Uh huh. So in my opinion, I think you can disqualify the dudes that didn't see significant time. Like Justin Fields. So Justin Fields and Trey Lance are disqualified mm-hmm. automatically from this, if you ask me. Yeah. Because, you know, Justin Fields saw Last. like three plays. You know, he scored a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Trey Lance might have threw a touchdown. He threw a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. And it was nice. But again, neither of them saw significant time. 
So I think forthright, I think they did not have the reps to qualify to be in this discussion. Minimum 15. Yeah, I'm just, in my opinion, they didn't see enough play time to, how could you talk about how they looked if we barely saw them, Mm -hmm. right? So the the qualifying quarterbacks you have left over at that point are Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones. So, out of the three of them, the one that I found to be the most impressive was Zach Wilson. And in, I'm not saying that because you're a Jets fan. I don't need brownie points with you. Fucking, uh, you know. I, I'm just sitting there saying, like, you got some, you're going to have some listeners. Like, what you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They, they're a shit team and a shit organization. Well, yeah, that's true. And you, but, got, like, and you got Clemson fans. What you mean that Zach Wilson? Listen, man. Because we do have Clemson fans that listen to this show. Like I said, man, I love, I love Trevor. He's awesome, but, but I'm, I'm going to get into this. So, Matt Jones was more of a game manager, you know, because Belichick was just like, get rid of the ball quick. Like, you know, and Matt Jones looked pretty good. Like, yeah. I ain't going to shit on him. Like, he, he looked all right. He looked all right. Fucking, you know, I'm not going to shit on him. But yeah, it didn't seem like the game was too big for him. No, like, he had some moments here and there. Um, so, you know, he wasn't bad. He wasn't he anything fucking amazing. He you didn't know? turn the ball over, so, like, you know, there's that. That's something to hang your head on. Yeah, he didn't it. turn the ball over. That's a big deal. He had 281 yards, you know, and a touchdown. That was pretty nice. And, and I will say, against Miami's defense, which is very good at disguising looks and mm-hmm. disguising blitzes and disguising coverage packages, mm-hmm. he had a good outing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would argue that if I wasn't going to say Zach Wilson, I'd have said him. Yeah. Um, and oh Lord, Trevor was third. Was third? Yes, Trevor was third. And so, in my opinion, Zach Wilson was under duress the entire fucking game. I see. I was there, guys. Um, the edge rushers, Makai Becton left, and so Zach Wilson was under duress like the whole game. Pretty for the most part. He still made some crazy throws mm-hmm. despite that. Threw a couple touchdowns, and the pick he threw wasn't horrible. I like Shaq Thompson baited him. Yeah, exactly. Because after a while, because I didn't know Shaq Thompson uh, like changed his number. I, yeah. you, you can tell what Shaq looks like, but, you know, it's kind of hard, like, you know, for him going 54 to 7. He'd be like, oh, snap, that's Shaq. Yeah, exactly. So, he, uh, he baited him. It wasn't egregious. Yeah. It was a... Veteran player baiting a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So. And And, and he ran in for a two-point conversion. That's what I'm saying. Like, Zach Wilson was nice. I liked what... He had the most... He had the most adversity, Mm -hmm. probably, in terms of, like... The team he was playing. The team he was playing and what the team did. Trevor Lawrence's team is just so fucking bad... Trevor Lawrence had to throw the ball 51 times. And, and Zach was on the road. Yeah. And like, Trevor Trevor had to throw the ball. Trevor was on the road, too. Oh, yeah. He was on the road. Yeah. But um, Trevor had to throw the ball 51 times. That is not conducive to winning Mm-mm. in the National Football League. Your quarterback has to throw the ball 50 times. Rookie quarterback. Your rookie quarterback has to throw the ball. Ask Joe Burrow about that last year. He'll tell you something about it. 
Joe Burrow had to do that in a couple games that they lost. Mm-hmm. You ain't winning a game like that, bro. When you got when you more often than not, no. When you a rookie quarterback and you got to throw the ball, and when you a veteran quarterback, I don't want to see my quarterback throw the ball fifty times. Again. Yeah, because you asking for bad shit to happen. Because the statistical likelihood of you turning the ball over high. just goes up and up and up. And, you know, Trevor was 28 of 51. He was in hell all day. The thing that was really disconcerting to me is that the Panthers' defense and edge rushers were a lot better than the Texans' defense. The Texans do not have a good defense. Mm-hmm. They do not have... J.J. Watt's not there anymore. They do not have Jadavian Clowney. Mm-hmm. They have some okay cornerbacks, but... As a, as a whole, that defense is nowhere on the near... That defense is not good, and their nowhere, offense nowhere, is terrible. Nowhere near the Panthers' de- uh, like you know defense. No, no. So, they're, they're not a good unit. So, like I said, watching... Uh, just watching the, like, contextualizing the situations that all the quarterbacks were in, like I said, of the three that qualify, Matt Jones is in the best position to succeed out of the three of them by a lot. Yeah. Because uh, Bill Belichick's Bill fucking Belichick. Yeah, he has the, probably the greatest coach ever. Yeah, and uh, so, and, you know, the Patriots have a pretty good defense. And, hell, the Patriots were set up to fucking win that game, but Jones f- or. Damian Smith or whatever the fuck his name is fumbled yeah. the ball on the last play of the game, you know. So and, and for for the Patriots at least, I don't remember if time was running out or not. Like I can't remember, but it de facto was the last play. And and also, because um, I was at the game, guys, I was at the Jets and Panthers game, and after the game, I've had a bunch of people like you know, I had some Panther fans telling me this, and I had some a lot of friends that were Panther fans that tell me this. They were like, dude. That we were on that kid's ass all day. I like, and he still he still get off some of the throws they did. Y'all might have something here. Yeah, and that's what I thought. That was that was my biggest takeaway. Okay, so like I said, my three takeaways from the three quarterbacks were Mac Jones is in a good situation to be successful all year long. Yes, Zach right. Wilson it has a lot of talent, mm-hmm. and that's abundantly obvious, obvious. to me. To me. Trevor Lawrence is obviously fucking Trevor Lawrence. Yes. My God. Like, he's talented as shit. But Trevor Lawrence is also in a horrible situation. And he's going to lose a lot of fucking games this year. Because his team is just fucking bad. They're bad. Hopefully, uh, with the Zach Wilson thing, I hopefully... Like well, th- of course one game isn't going to do it, but I hope like you know it kind of puts the rest that you know. Oh my God, Zach Wilson is going to bust because he's not Trevor Lawrence. Right, right. Like I said, like, but a lot of people are backtracking from that now. Anyway, now, so I think uh, I think if you're the Jets, you have something to be really happy about. Mm-hmm. I think if you're the Jaguars, you have some things to be happy about because you're a very talented quarterback, but your co- it ain't going to help you this year. Your coach sucks. Your coach sucks. Your team sucks. Bad times. Bad bad times for you. But I think your team mostly sucks because your coach sucks. Right. I, I like, bro. I like, and you know, Jaguar fans, you guys are nice people. But listen to me when I tell you this. Look, I like, it's a lot different whenever you can just go out and get the best guys as opposed to, like, you got what you got. 
and you and like in Urban Meyer, like you know, is out here having tempers and stuff. You can do that with two 19, 20 year old kids that ain't got shit. You can't do that with grown men that have kids and have mortgages and make more than you. And and if they're in the and that the organization was in a situation, they would get ready to you, the coach, as opposed to the player. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I knew they were in for a bad time when they drafted, or they didn't know what the hell they were doing when they drafted uh, Travis Etienne, or like, you know, with their last pick in the first round. No disrespect to him, but my thing is you, you could have used that premium pick somewhere else because if you wanted him that bad, you had the first pick in the second round, and he would have been there. Right. I like. I would have much rather taken that in the second round. They, they. Uh, I would have got like probably like the best possible edge rusher that was there. I like. Do you use a premium pick on a running back whenever you was going to have like the first pick in the second round? Also, I like. Uh, also, a very interesting thing about Urban Meyer being shit is Robinson didn't fucking play much. That's it's like a, it's almost like he didn't watch film. Yeah, that's that. That's a thousand yard rusher from last year, right? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't get a lot of touches. It's like the fuck is wrong with you? Then he said Travis Etienne was going to be a third down back, and this is before he got hurt. I like so you draft. So use so you use your first round pick on a third down back. back. Stupid. Stupid. You bro. can't. You can't make this shit up. I like and and that's whenever I was telling Jacksonville. I like that shit right there. I like you know he's going to get this young man. He's going to regress onto this dude. He needs to get the fuck out of, out of here, period. But don't worry about it, Jacksonville, because as soon as this uh, season, like, you know. Oh, he's like, gone. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. I like, yeah, well, well, they well, already well, don't like him a so, lot. Well, well, whether the Khan family is going to get him out or whether he's going to fake another illness. Either way, he's going to be gone. But, yeah, man, like I said, dude, I think that across the board, when you contextualize all the uh, situations, uh, I really do think that Zach Wilson – even though statistically the best line belonged to Mac Jones, probably yeah. uh, in terms of like clean, like you know, like I said, two eighty one no. yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's a really good debut. Um, I think that when you contextualize the adversity dealt with, I definitely I, I put Zach Wilson's performance above. Mm-hmm. Dude managed to throw two touchdowns and rush for a two point conversion like when a defense was just. All over him, and like you know, we uh, he 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 had chances, like you know, put his team in position to probably win that game. Yeah, I like the offensive line didn't do him any favors, you know. So and if and if that play, if you take away that play for the Robbie Anderson, which you know, Lamarcus Joyner was was hurt. If Lamarcus Joyner hadn't got hurt, that play wouldn't have been a thing. Right, we could possibly probably could have won that game. You know, like the difference was they had a they had a dynamic playmaker like Christian McCaffrey, and we didn't. Right, that, that's the difference of the game. Right. That was the difference. We could not stop him. Oh, yeah. I like, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, seeing him play live is such a treat. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was, man. I'm, like, I'm happy for you, man. You got, you got, it, it's about the like, same time y'all got that position right, and it seems like y'all yo, I, might I, have. I was talking about Christian McCaffrey, but I was talking oh, about, oh. like, there was a lot of treats for me. I like, you know, seeing Christian McCaffrey play was a treat. Oh, yeah. He's fun as hell. Like, like, he's fun I've as seen, hell. I've seen him live. He's fast as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, watching Shaq Thompson, like, you know, that was cool. Like, you know, Watching Sam Darnold, like, you know, a guy, I'm a USC fan, and I never had a chance to see him when he was a Jet. Seeing my former quarterback and, like, you know, my my pre, um, like, my new quarterback, like, you know, I killed two birds and one stone. There was a lot of shit. There was a lot of treats for me, and I was just sitting there just taking it all in. Yeah. Like, you know, I was just, just sitting there looking at the field. I was just taking it all in. Even though we took the loss, you know what I'm saying, I'll – 
but like it was so much fun i like you know well like one of the one of the cool things this year so like that that was that was a fun not only did i got to see zach i got to see a lot of other great players too oh yeah for sure so, so coming up next like we're gonna be talking about max scherzer you guys keep it locked like and also we got a thug life moment of the week so you also don't want to miss that our first one you know since we come back from vacation so you guys don't want to miss that you guys keep a lock on the scoreboard or anchor Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me a doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Playa? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcomed, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's a Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, we want to hear from you. And you can get in contact with us via Twitter. I'm at HBK underscore Illmatic. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Or you can hit the email up at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. So we got three great Thug Life Moments uh, for you. Two from me and one from the RK, so I'll let the RK go first. Yeah, man. Uh, so my Thug Life moment of the week goes to Bucky Brooks. Um, so during the uh, Packers-Saints game, um, um, Bucky Brooks sent this motherfucker out, or it was a little <laughs> bit after it was over. Um, 
He goes, perhaps a certain quarterback should have spent more time working on his game with his teammates and less time campaigning for personnel power. <laughs> and, you know, that uh, that is a slam and a half. You know, as, because the thing is, Rodgers looked like shit. Yeah. He looked bad. Now, credit to the Saints defense, they are fucking nasty as shit. Yeah. You know, and also, shout out Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? If he get them turnovers down, that was all it ever was. Five yeah. touchdowns, 180 yards. That was nasty. Yeah. So I like the talent was always there. Just if he gets the turnovers, I I tell people all the time like he had thirty touchdowns and thirty like you know interceptions last year in Tampa. If you knock those down to fifteen, they were ten and sixteen. Right. Exactly. They were they were probably a playoff team that year. Because no, Tom Brady had like fourteen interceptions. Like if Jameis could have just done that, they would have been a ten win team. Either. Exactly. Exactly. So easy. So my thug life, the first thug life moment of the week. <laughs> goes to this dude. I'm not gonna say his name because I like because apparently, like one of my friends was telling me about this dude that he knew. Like, and this was like during uh, 9/11. So, continuation from our story earlier. Yep. Yes. <laughs> said he he went to work. Well, apparently, he worked at the buildings. Like, and he said, yeah, he Oof. worked he worked at the buildings. And like, and whenever the shit happened. Like, you know, that shit happened. So his wife hadn't heard from him, like, all day. You know, so she just, you know, obviously being a worried wife, you know, he calls her. And he was, and she was like, yo, are you okay? He was like, yeah, why would I not be? And he was like, <laughs> like, the towers, are like, you know, burned down. and all, I mean, like, went down and all that stuff. All this shit with 9-11. And he, like, you know, he said... So he was like, oh, and all. he tried to act like he was surprised and all that stuff and everything. You know, he got off the phone with her said he'll be home. He said, this dude just got done cheating on his wife. <laughs> he was with another fucking woman. <laughs> Dirtbag. Absolute dirtbag. He was like, dude, I was like, but, but to be honest with him, you're like, God bless him for cheating because if he probably didn't cheat, like he probably would have been dead. <laughs> He'd have been at work instead of getting that pussy. God damn. That's hilarious. What an asshole. <laughs> sometimes motherfuckers being dirtbags works out for them. God uh, almighty. I like, you know, sometimes cheating has its benefits. Clearly. <laughs> Not being in a fucking tower that collapses one of them. <laughs> my lord. Oh, my, my next one goes to Evan Fournier. <laughs> so everybody knows Evan Fournier got traded to the New York Knicks. So he was on Twitter, and he asked, "I like, yo, I'm in New York now, so I need the best barber in New York because because he said he need help you know, with a, with shape ups and haircuts and all that stuff." And some dude, uh, like you know, what I'm saying, quote tweeted him saying, "A fella named Kevin, he's in Brooklyn. He cuts you up in Tokyo. Maybe he can do it again." Evan Fournier comments on it, says, "That motherfucker need a barber too." <laughs> yup. 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 <laughs> Stay on Kevin Durant's terrible hairline. Stay on it. Mm. I was like, I didn't think, I didn't think Evan Fournier had it in. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, like that shit caught me slipping. That's funny as hell. Oh my god. Good for him. <laughs> that motherfucker need a barber too. <laughs> god almighty. He ain't wrong. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> that, like this segment, which is kind of crazy because I, I was trying to find uh, like a third segment 
and I was having a hard time, so I went on my ESPN app because they have like articles and stuff. And they'll, uh, one article that caught my eye because we didn't really touch on no baseball, even though the push to October was, is almost here. And one of them was sitting there saying, like, is Max Scherzer the best MLB, uh, MLB trade deadline pitching pickup ever? And, and can potentially, can he help the Dodgers repeat? And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, man, that's a good question. But I'm not the baseball aficionado here. The arcade is, so I'm going to give it to him. All right, so I'm going to address the first part of this question first. Is he the greatest trade deadline acquisition of all time? Well, I'm talking about pitching. Yeah, yeah, pitching acquisition. No. Um, So there is a standard that I will get that, you know, if Max Scherzer wins the Cy Young, and the Dodgers win the World Series, then yes. I will tip the cap, yes. But the season ain't over yet. Mm -hmm. So until it's over, and we figure out the results of what has happened, then no, he is not. Because the standard for me, especially, and it's not even one that, you know, recent memory, it's, it's one that recent memory should allow for most people to think about. The Houston Astros traded for Justin Verlander, and Justin Verlander took the fuck off, won an ALCS MVP on the way to the Astros winning the World Series. Do you want to talk about the cheating scandal? Sure, we can talk about that cheating scandal if you want. I'm going to tell you something. Them pitchers weren't cheating. Them pitchers were just out there throwing heat. So, Justin Verlander was the ace on that staff after they got him, Mm -hmm. basically. Ran the fuck away. The rest of the year, shitting on people. And I mean shitting on people. One ALCS MVP. Had a good World Series against the Dodgers. You know? Fucking. So, that's just recent memory. I'm sure if I went and did a lot of research and dug up some things, you know. Because, hell, if the Mariners had fucking won it all, Randy Johnson would be that guy from the Expos. You know, because he signed with the Diamondbacks on free agency, so it's a little mm-hmm. different. But if the Mariners had did what they were supposed to do and took care of business, mm-hmm. that year they won all them fucking games, then that'd be Randy Johnson. But, you know, it's well, not. I, I could have said the same thing for Roy Halladay, too. That's what I'm saying. Roy Halladay. Roy Halladay was fucking incredible, you know. But... Because uh, cause that was the first, well, like I said, you're the aficionado. Whenever I seen that, Roy Halladay was the first person that came to my mind yeah yeah i mean there are a lot of guys um it's an interesting discussion and like i said scherzer when you think about the fact that the dodgers you know trevor bauer got into all that trouble clayton kershaw is old and has gotten hurt scherzer's been a worker horse the last seven seasons I, i have a question ryan what you got for me where the fuck are they getting this money from? Because I know that he got like a big bag from uh from Washington, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the Dodgers They're just letting him ride out the bag. I like the the Dodgers can't keep nobody anyway. Where are they getting this money from? They are they have the highest payroll in baseball and their ownership group is just an, that includes Magic Johnson are just motherfuckers that are rich. Which is crazy. Big, big money, dog. Which is crazy because I like somebody was sitting there. I put this dude on blast. 
Because they, they were sitting there talking about the Yankees. Oh, yeah. The Yankees like, ain't the payroll guys yeah, like, anymore. Yeah, the they, Dodgers were, are. they were like, Yankees be buying World Series. I like, well, how can the Yankees buy a World Series whenever the Dodgers have the highest payroll in baseball? That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't you can't even clack, crack on the Yankees like that anymore because the Dodgers are the Yankees now. They trade for they trade for all these players. They trade all their prospects for these players. Um, and they sign all these, like, which is was a common Yankee practice. Um to sign these high-end guys. Um, they throw exorbitant money at free agents now. Mm-hmm. That The Dodgers are the Yankees now. Y'all are silly with that. I ain't trying to hear all that. But getting back to the Scherzer thing. So, yeah, Scherzer's got to ride out the rest of that salary. But, oh, no, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. We already are made of fucking money. We're the fucking Dodgers. So, oh, we got to finish paying a fucking, you know... 13 million of a 25 million dollar deal for this season for a hall and of then, fame. and then for a hall of fame pitcher, pitcher that's probably going to repeat on another fucking Cy Young like his fourth or fifth or whatever yeah. the fuck it is you know so you know it's it's unbelievable what he's done dude i like i'm sitting thinking like hey, dude at one point in time him and Verlander were on the same fucking staff that's wild to me. Yeah, man. And they were very good that year. Uh, Justin Verlander was the highest paid pitcher in baseball at the time uh, of his deal. He Verlander did a weird thing where he kind of dipped and went into a toilet for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to work himself back, which was really impressive. Scherzer was a guy that had to... Because he Scherzer has such wonky mechanics mm-hmm. that Scherzer had to figure out his mechanics. Because Scherzer has a strange delivery that pulls him left or right instead of the traditional, like, driving towards the plate. Mm -hmm. He has kind of a three-quarters arm delivery, and his mechanics are so unusual, but it's why people can't hit him, and they don't see the ball well. But he spent his first couple years in Arizona really struggling with, like, locating and and his career ERA is a little bit higher than you would expect mm-hmm. because of how bad he was when he was first with Arizona. And then mm-hmm. he goes to Detroit, you know, links up with their pitching coach and really figures out some shit mm-hmm. and has that season where he goes like 19-3 and three and yeah. wins the Cy Young comfortably. Uh, and, you know, he finishes out that year and then a year or two after of his deal and goes to the Nationals, becomes the highest paid pitcher in baseball, mm-hmm. you know, and he wins a World Series with them. He's had a fucking awesome career. And, you know, he was having a pretty good year with Washington. Until he got traded. And then he got traded, and then his good year went from good to great. Um, You know, change of scenery, getting a chance to play for a championship again. All that, all those things. I mean, being around more talent and some run support. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, dude, he's, you know, good defense, like, you know, which was a thing that Washington always kind of struggled with. Um, fucking joined a pitching staff that already was pretty fucking good. So, my thing is looking at Scherzer. You know, he's he's had a fucking unbelievable Hall of Fame career, 
And this was an unbelievable acquisition for them, especially at a time where, like I said, Kershaw's hurt, Bowers on administrative leave for the rest of the year because of his legal issues. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have Walker Bueller and Julio Urias. So it's not like you're fucking hurting insanely bad, you know? But you get Max Scherzer, and now, like, your back end just is that much better because instead of David Price being, like, a four, he's a five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're they're stacked, and the Dodgers are have really been able to lean on him. And it's been really fucking impressive what he's done. I mean, the only dude that's ahead of him in strikeouts is Zach Wheeler, and Wheeler's having an unbelievable season. Yeah. But he's far and away ahead of everyone else in the ERA of qualified mm-hmm. pitchers. Like, I mean, far and away ahead of everyone. So, it's, it is really impressive, man, you know, to see that. Like, it, it really is what he's done and just the player he's made himself into. Yeah. So, I think um, I think very much he could be the greatest postseason uh, trade deadline acquisition but you, we have to see it. We have to see it first. We got to put it, put it all together. Because, like I said, in my opinion, just he, he's not even the best in recent memory. Because Verlander, like the, the people have already forgotten about that. What Verlander yeah. did when he went to Houston, you know, he went and was just fucking unhittable. Yeah, and he shit on teams in the ALCS, and he kind of shit on the Dodgers in the World Series. You know, he's very fucking good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, time will tell, you know. And, like, and he's still playing, so we all like the job's not finished yet. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. So, that, it's that's a little premature for me, mm-hmm. you know. You have to think about, if you're trying to contextualize something like where does it rank, you have to let the season end first. Mm-hmm. Like, the as great of a season as Shohei Otani's having, we will really have a clue what kind of season he had when the season's over. Mm-hmm. When his season specifically is over. You know, that'll really be the biggest indicator of the season he's had. Most definitely. So, you know, you can't just say some shit. Like, I could say anything I want about something before the season's over. You know, wow. You know, the first half of before the All-Star break, Jacob DeGrom was having... One of the most legendary seasons anybody's ever fucking had. Yeah. And um, nobody's talking about that. And anymore. nobody was talking. And then nobody's talking about that anymore. You know why? Because he got hurt. What happens yeah. if Scherzer blows out his elbow in his next start? Well, then. Well, then, how of an acquisition was that? You gave up Josiah Gray and all those cats. Mm-hmm. And fucking Scherzer blew out his fucking elbow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. You, just, you have to wait and see. You really do. So. You have to wait and see. So, like the time is time. Uh, to uh, the time. Well, hindsight will be twenty twenty. So we'll, we might revisit it, re- revisit this again, maybe somewhere in the near future. But coming up next, I like your questions are in, and said so we can't wait to answer them. And you, so, guy, you guys keep it locked on the scoreboard on on pod, not automatic on uh, anchor. My bad.
Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yeah, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. How much are they paying you? Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that money. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey, guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God. You spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, man. It's that time. It's that time again. It's mail time. I like, you know, for the scoreboard, a place where us, as in the arcade and I, get to interact with you guys. You guys have been sending me questions and stuff, like, even throughout the... Uh, or our break, and I appreciate that. But like, you know, every time something happened, I guess you guys, like, you know, shot me like a question about it, like, you know, in hopes that we that we get it if we don't cover it already. So I appreciate that, you guys. Oh, so we got about four questions. The first one comes from Derek in Chicago's. He said, "What's up, fellas? What free agency moves stood out to you guys in the NBA offseason?" Oh shit, God, I haven't thought about the NBA offs. Uh, the Kyle Lowry thing was interesting because I didn't really um, – the sign-in trade for that was interesting. I'm going to tell you, man, I like what Chicago did, man. Yeah, Chicago. They, they, they're guard-heavy as fuck, but – But they got they got Vukovic, though. And Vukovic is this underratedly good pass throughout the double team. Yeah. Like I said, they're real guard-heavy. And, you know, they got Kobe White coming off the bench, which I think that's kind of stifling his development, but it lets him to just get buckets. So yeah. that's kind of good. Um. You know, like if you're going to get playing time, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as long as it doesn't reduce his playing time, I still think he'll be able to develop. Right. Because he had plenty of opportunities to prove that he was that guy. He's just not ready yet. Right. Right. So, uh, no, nah, I, feel, I feel you on that. Like I said, he's uh, he's pretty solid. But, um, you know, I like, like I said, I like what they did. Um, the Lakers went absolutely batshit. Crazy. Um, I don't necessarily love what they did. Um, yeah, I don't really care for what they did. Yeah. I like to be honest with you. I think Brooklyn got worse. I think Brooklyn got a lot worse too. Uh, I like, the, I don't. Cli- think- the Clippers. Um, 
Kawhi might not even play next year. Yeah, I'll say the Clippers, that's interesting because they, they got rid of Pat. Pat Bev is bouncing around like a pinball right now. Yeah. Because they traded him to what, – what what happened? They traded him to Memphis, right? They traded to Memphis, then, like, you know, then I think they traded him to uh, the Minnesota. Right. That's exact, Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, try to get some toughness and some defense yeah. over there with them young cats, which I think that's good for their development, like, you know – Put him next to Cat, soft ass. Mm-hmm. That, that'll be interesting to watch. Anthony Edwards ain't soft, yeah. though, so that'll be interesting to see. I like. I felt like that. That was just kind of stupid on the Clippers' part. I, I'm trying to figure out who is their point guard. Well, I mean, they kept they kept Reggie Jackson, but I can't remember what they did. Exactly. I like that, like because Rondo's not there. Anymore. Rondo went back to L.A. Uh, so, like, Kawhi didn't like Rondo because he held him accountable. I like which, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing that pisses me off about Kawhi Leonard. I like, this dude plays when he's at 100%. He don't play when he's at 99. He plays when he's at 100, and he can't be held accountable. Mm-hmm. I like for anything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it, like, and it goes back to LeBron James. Rondo can go to LeBron James and be like, yo, that this isn't how you how you do it. LeBron be like, all right, I can see where you're coming from. Well, and the thing is, too, it's probably good that um, Westbrook respects LeBron a lot more than he respects a lot of people. Yeah. Because LeBron's always been cool with him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, Westbrook Westbrook having more of those kind of guys on the team can't hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, um, the bit, like I said, the big thing, Westbrook's probably going to need, you know, because LeBron's going to be able to talk to him to an extent. Him and Anthony Davis. Yeah, they'll probably be able to talk to him to his scent. Ray John Rondo don't play no shit, though. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. So that'll be good to have a guy like that on that I like, team. Yeah, because the, the, the thing is, like, you know, like, LeBron and AD can hold Russell Westbrook accountable, and Ray John Rondo can hold everybody accountable because he has just enough clout where everybody can respect it. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, he was he was one of the best point guards in the league. You know, at one point, so yeah, exactly. He's an NBA two-time NBA champion, right? You know, what I'm saying so. If, but like, if and if LeBron can listen to Rajon Rondo, then who the fuck is Russell Westbrook? Exactly. You know, what I'm saying like I'm trying to figure out some uh some other ones, some like some some other deals that went down. Uh, like getting Luca locked up long term, like you know was. Was clutch. Oh, they got to do something with Christoph Porzingis. Oh, but he's been hurt. I want to see what he looked like, healthy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I I don't I don't think that's even going to be like a thing. Right. I don't I don't even think that's going to be a thing. So, outside of those, oh, and John Wall's like no. John Wall's trying to get traded, so that's we'll see where he lands. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. For sure. So you know, like that that. That Houston situation, that was nasty from the get. Oh yeah, didn't Oladipo go to the Heat? Yeah, Oladipo went to the Heat. Yeah, yeah, that that did that happen at the trade deadline last year? No, or that, that not happened this year. Yeah, this yeah. happened in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, I couldn't remember. I tell you who fumbled the bag though, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Oof, big yikes! <laughs> Having to take less money to go to goddamn Boston, Boston. clown. I was and and I and I wasn't even trying to be fun. I wasn't even trying to be funny. But the Lakers offered you, uh, they offered you uh, eighty four million, and you took like a seventy two million dollar pay cut. Yeah, the Chief called said that ain't it. Jesus, I, I can understand betting on yourself, but like 
at, at one point, like Dennis Schroeder, you're not like. But who am I to say what the hell you worth? I'm just saying, if it was me, if I was GM, I'm not giving you a hundred million dollars. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Like you're. No, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, coming up. Well, not coming up next. Second question comes from Cairo from Atlanta. He be like, yo, fellas, and I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan. Ryan, we're in first place in our division. I was skeptical just like you. Mike called it, though, so I shout out to him. But is this legit, or are we just going to fall short again like we always do and be disappointed? Uh, we're not winning a World Series, if that's what you're fucking asking me. <laughs> we, we, I'm just happy we might make the playoffs. And that's what we should be happy about, is that we might make the playoffs. Because, you know, that's a uh, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, because there ain't no goddamn reason with the start we got out to, the injuries we've had, the just the amount of shit that our team has overcome to be in first place mm-hmm. is batshit to me. Like, it really is. Like, that, it, that, it is remarkable what that team has overcome to get in first place. Mm-hmm. So... I've just, like I said, I'm just very impressed with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, um, you know, Soroka tears his Achilles again. Like, Inua goes out with a broken hand. Ian Anderson has to miss time with his fucking shoulder inflammation. Like, you know, again, it's just, it's fucking wild. What, uh, it really is wild. Like, what, and, you know, Cunha. Being like hurt, hurt. Freddie like- getting out to a slow start, like Austin Riley turning into a fucking MVP candidate is yeah. what the fuck is that? Like our team has been weird as shit. Injuries in the bullpen, like it just fuck having to deal with Will fucking Smith, our closer, who's the worst by the way. <laughs> like it's fucking yeah. No, I'm just happy to if we make the playoffs. I'm just I'm happy as shit about that. Rest of it, whatever. You know. <laughs> uh, next question comes from Patrick from Arizona. Said, "Fellas, we're finally getting Porter versus Crawford. How excited are both of you are for this fight?" I'm less excited than I would have been two years ago, but at the same time, it's still a good fight. It, it sucks just because Crawford's not getting younger, and now we're going to see him start taking these fights that I wish that people would have been taken with him two years ago. Well, Which, that ain't his fault, but... Well, that, that's not that's not Crawford's fault. That's Bob Arum's fault. It is. I like, you know, because we talked about this, and Sean Porter... Bob Arum's a piece of shit because he always wants to lowball people, and, like, and Sean Porter said, like, dude, I'm, I'm, uh, I was the one... So I've been wanting to fight Terrence Crawford, but, said, but the price got to be right. He said they tried to offer him $2 because, like, you know, it got Kell Brook... They got Kel Brook to fight Terrence Crawford for two million. He was like, "That's cool, but that's what it was going to take." You know, like, it took two million to get Kel Brook to get in the ring. It's going to take a lot more than that for me too, because I'm established in this, you know, like in his in his weight class, and I'm a big name too. Yeah, exactly. Like Sean Porter is as big of a name as you can be without being mainstream. Mainstream. Like he's like the yeah. He's like again. You know, you have your. You know, Crawford's your big, sexy, fun name. Then you have Errol Spence, who's your champion. And then, you know... But again, like, he's like your other guy. Yeah, he's he's like the Thurmans and Danny Garcias and stuff like that. Right, exactly. Like, those dudes are valid and legit, mm-hmm. you know, in that division. So, like, you got to give that man his respect. And, you know, and that, guy's, that guy's had a belt before. 
You know, like, he's a two-time champion. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to give that man his roses. You got to give him his respect. So, like, whenever... Because he talked about that uh, on the Porterway uh, uh, podcast. And he he like he made it abundantly clear. He was like, dude, like, I'm not scared of Terrence Crawford. He's like, I was the one that called him out. But whenever we came to the negotiation table, they trying to lowball me. i like, yo, I'm not fighting Terrence Crawford for $2 million. He said, like, they tried to bring up Kell Brook. I said, yeah, but you're talking to Kell Brook. That's what it took for Kell Brook because Kell Brook was getting older, and that was probably, like, his last big money fight. He said, but I'm but like, so I'm a regular in this division. Like, I'm a big name. I've also been a champion, too. I'm like, you got to come with the money because if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So finally, Bob Aaron was willing to dish out some money. I like, you know, was able to get uh, Porter, uh, Porter, in the, uh, Porter in the ring because I was talking to some people. I was like, yeah, Sean Porter is not scared of Terrence Crawford. Sean Porter's not scared of nobody. But the money has to be right, and that's the business side of boxing. Right. Exactly. I mean, because but you Bob, asking- but Bob Aaron was a piece of shit. I like, oh, absolutely. I like, He's always been a piece of shit. I like Floyd Mayweather said that. People are just now realizing that. Yeah, it's like Bob Aaron's a fucking. He's a douchebag. That's why, like, you see fucking. Um, that's why you see a lot of these dudes fucking that get away from him. get away from him that are like under him, like you know. That's why you see these dudes. Delahoya, Delahoya got away from him. Pacquiao got away from him. Uh, He's never kept any well, of his well, big fighters. I like Floyd got away from him. Yeah, like he's Aram has never kept any of his big names. Yeah, like he's he's arguably. I I can't say this with like the full gravitas of. You know, I'm going to have to, like, backpedal a bit when I say this, because mm-hmm. I don't mean this fully, because he's not the same kind of guy I'm going to compare him. He's basically the Don King mm-hmm. of, of promoters right now. That being said, Don King was a fucking bastard. Yeah. We can talk about how big of a piece of shit Bob Aram is. Don King is terrible. Is maybe the worst person to have ever inflicted himself on boxing. Yeah. He was a bastard. Fucked over Muhammad Ali. Fucked, fucked over, over Tyson. Fucking made like he he's tri- a he tried to fuck over Holyfield, but Holyfield wasn't having it. That's what I'm saying, man. Like he he wanted to have both fighters. He's like, well, the only way I'll book a fight with one of my fighters is if you sign with my promotion. I'm like, fuck you, bro. You trying to make all the money? Yeah, you trying to make all the money. Like, fuck you, bro. And yet you out here paying your you out here embezzling money. That's Tyson's money. And you out here fucking got your daughter to be the fucking, uh, you know, president of Mike Tyson's fan club. And you're paying her $80,000 a year to do that. Just embezzling his money. Yeah. Like, he's a fucking piece of shit, bro. Yes. So, like I said, that being said, Bob Arum is the closest thing we have to a Don King in boxing at the yeah. moment, if you ask me. He's, like, he... He's scared of like losing money for his boxers. Yeah. He's scared of his boxers getting beat. He goes out of his way. He babies them. Yeah. He don't protect them. He babies them. Babies them. Coddles them. He coddles them. And he keeps real money out of their pockets and his own, quite frankly. He's stupid. And he lowballs promotions because he don't want to do business with people yeah. hardly. Like he's cheap. He's a cheap bastard. You know he's he's decent enough in that like he get he's always able to attract talent, but he's never able to keep it. I like like Floyd Mayweather said that's why he said he didn't want to do a rematch of Pacquiao. He was like, dude, he said he said I don't ever want to do business with them. He said that's bad business on that side, bro. It is, it is plain and and it always has been. Bob Arum's bad. Oh, always been. 
you know but we, people don't want to listen to that because it's floyd i like but you know but if you take the equation of the hatred for floyd out they're like he's right yeah i mean if you just look at it and you look at how many like you said dude like oscar left him like it, any big name fighter he's ever had fucking left him yeah and the thing is man crawford i don't know how much longer crawford's under contract but I can't imagine Crawford's happy with the fact that he hasn't had a marquee fight since Kell Brook. Yeah, he hasn't been paid the way he... He hasn't had that mega fight yet. Yeah, exactly. And he's pissed off about that, too. Mm -hmm. Because he's only got... Really got one mega fight. Really. He's really only going to get... This is a good fight for him, but he's only going to have one mega fight. And and he's probably going to be too old by the time he gets it. Yeah. And that's fucked up. Because we we were deprived of Errol Spence... And Terrence Crawford in their primes. Yes. That's fucked. And that's Bob Aaron. Plain and simple. So we should have got the like Terrence Crawford. We should have got Terrence Crawford and uh, Manny Pacquiao sooner than what we got. Because when Terrence Crawford called Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao was kind of under still under Bob Aaron. But Bob Aaron didn't want to make that happen. That's whenever, but like you know, Manny Pacquiao got up, got out from under him. Yeah. Exactly. It's terrible, man. It really is. Yeah, so I'm excited for like for that to happen. I'm glad they got this. Got this. It'll be a good fight. It'll be a good fight, and like, and I know the money's right because I'll Sean, be interested because not to cut across you, man. Sorry. sorry about that. No problem. But uh, fucking uh, Sean Porter, Sean Porter's hard to knock out, bro. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. I like that. This I like this. This I like dude. He has intestinal fortitude. His chin is crazy, and I like it, this might be a twelve round fight for uh for Terrence Crawford. Not to say that he can't do it, but he said he better be ready to. You better be ready to yeah. work because Sean Porter is going to make you work for everything. Exactly, exactly, bro. You know. So, last question comes from Perry from Baltimore. Said, hey guys, which one of these rookies in the NBA would you pick to be rookie of the year? Just a hot take if you have to choose right now. Oh, God, I have no idea. Um, fucking, uh, I haven't really watched a lot of the G League. I mean, Cade Cunningham seems like an obvious choice, but Jalen Green, it's going to be one of the two of them, probably, if I had to guess. I would pick Jalen Green. I wanted to say Jalen Green, but if. Cade Cunningham is such a spark of life in a terrible fucking situation. The Rockets were not bad yeah. until this past year when James Harden left them bereft. Yeah. Uh, you know, so trade the cupboard to get fucking Chris Paul. Trade the cupboard to get Russell Westbrook. Trade the cupboard to get Dwight Howard. To, yeah, the, trade the cupboard to get Dwight Howard. Then trade me because I hate it here. You know, it's, it's just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Trade me. <laughs> the fuck, man? So, you know, that's some bullshit. So, that's why I tell people, like, I don't, listen, like, that's not the Rockets' fault. They did everything they could. No, exactly. So, you have that, and, you know, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm interested to see, uh, I'm interested I said, to see. I've watched a couple of G League games, like, hey, Cunningham looks all right to me, but I, I like, there's just something about Jalen Green that I like about him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's nice. I say he's nice as hell. So, you know, like I said, I'm I'm interested to see how the, how them boys how them boys turn out. Like, I think it'd be an exciting year for for uh, a lot of these young cats because mm-hmm. it's a good class. You know, we 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 gonna see. But like I said, if Cade Cunningham has a good enough year, they'll probably give it to him by default, mm-hmm. just because the Pistons are just ass. They're so ass that he'll probably be able to average twenty a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, whereas Jalen Green's 
the Rockets are bad, but they're not as bad. They, they have a little bit more talent. They have a little bit more talent than the Pistons. Because the, the Pistons have Jeremy Grant and, like, what the fuck. That's what they like, have. The Rockets still have Christian Woods, I believe. Yeah, they do. Yeah, he's nice. They so, got, I think, I think they got like Kevin Porter Jr. I believe. Oh yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. is nice too. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, which is why, like you know, jo- they want John John Wall out anyway. Cause yeah, because they, they want to have him and Jalen Green as like their backcourt. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. It's like John John Wall can get his old ass somewhere else. It'd be all right. So <laughs> yeah, so I like so so that so that's my pick. So I like that's the end of our show. So we got AEW this week. We got football going on. I like it's great to have football back. Uh, Baseball is going on. WNBA action is still going on. I think they're about to go into the playoffs. Brand Stewart's missing the rest of the season. That's a big, oh yeah, that's a big deal for them. Yeah, because Seattle was about the only team that I saw that could fuck with Las Vegas. And Vegas probably got this shit easy now. Like, just because there are too many injuries elsewhere and like, nah. I like, you know, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. That's the only team I can really see. Maybe Phoenix. Yeah, maybe, but maybe. I like Skylar Diggins playing her best basketball right now, which I like. I'm starting to, I'm starting to believe. Like you know, I'm saying ever since she left Dallas, I like shit's been. Dallas sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad franchise. For... That that team sucks. I like you know. So you got that going on. Oh yeah, I like happy birthday Jimmy Butler. He turned he turns thirty two today. My guy, like, my happy, guy. Happy birthday to him. I didn't want to I didn't want to forget that. I was looking through my notes. I was like, oh yeah, it is Jimmy Butler's birthday. Uh, is there any is there anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that about covers it, man. I think I think I think it sufficiently covers yeah, that, it. That officially covers it. So, you guys be good. We'll be back. Well, wait a minute. We're still doing a two on, uh, like in two off, and next week is going to be the one we're going to be off because of how our schedule is. So we're going to take next week off, and then then after that we're going to have two. So we'll be back better than ever. We'll see you guys later. Peace out. Later, guys.